we are in a study for Christmas. And tell your neighbor, it's time for Jesus. It's time for Jesus. Jesus not only came to redeem us from sin, but He also came to redeem time. The time that we live in. He came to permanently change and affect human history. It's an awesome and wondrous thing to consider that the God of this universe put on flesh, He is eternal, and He came into the constraint of time so that He could be with you and I. That's awesome. And when we see that it's time for Jesus, the birth of Christ is God, immortal, invisible, eternal, coming in the flesh, visible and timely to touch our lives, we can see that the Bible tells us that there are two aspects of time in Scripture. It says this in 2 Corinthians 4.18, We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but that which is unseen is eternal. So we have two things going on at once. We have a temporal world that we can all see and move and walk in, but what we do not see is an eternal realm outside of the confinement of time. God operates in the eternal, but He also operates in the temporal. The internal invaded the temporal when Jesus came in to human history. That's awesome, isn't it? Psalm 90 describes this very well. In Psalm 90, verse 2, it says this, God, you are from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. Now take that apart for a minute. From everlasting to everlasting, uh, the human mind is looking backwards saying, you're from everlasting before anything began. And, and then he goes from everlasting to, and he turns this way, and he looks to the future and said, to everlasting. Now that's a human mind, but everlasting is just everlasting. There is no history behind or in the future. Everlasting is just is. God said, I am that I am. I am. He is. That's it. And that's what the, the writer's saying. This is eternal. God, you're of the realm of the eternal. And then down in verse 10 of Psalm 90, he says, the, the days of man of our years are threescore years and ten. Now put that side by side in your pipe and smoke it. And we fall pretty short, don't we? Of wisdom, of knowledge, uh, of, of what we think we are. And, and so you put three score, you put 70 years versus everlasting, and there's a real conflict between the two, isn't there? There's really a different perspective in all of this. You see, in that, time is measured by a beginning and an end. Let's take a look at that. Time is measured from a beginning and an end. You had a beginning, and you're going to have an end. Mankind had a beginning, and mankind's going to have an end. The Bible speaks of this. The Bible speaks of the beginning. It says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. There's our beginning. God was before that, right? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And all that was made was made by Him. And so Jesus was the, the, the catalyst and force that the Word created all things. So there was a beginning to us, and there's an ending coming to us. Jesus said that in Matthew 13, he said, speaks of the angels coming for the harvest, which is the end of the world. The book of Revelation tells us there's an end to this portion of time and history and creation. Right? 
And, and so God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from night. Let them serve as signs to mark sacred times, days and years. There's time. There's time right there. So God put us in a beginning, and what he did is he put the sun and the moon, the planets, this whole system to mark what? Time. Time. He did this so that we would remember things. We would mark seasons and sacred times and days. And something happened that corrupted this whole thing. Death. A spirit of death came over the history of mankind. All of time suffers under death. Now death does not remind us of days to rejoice and days to celebrate. Death reminds us our days are numbered. And that's sad. Death brought a curse that rules over time. Now we say things like our time is short. I don't have enough time to do this. I don't have enough time to do that. Why? Because death is always at the door. It is disintegrating and destroying all that God made. But I thank God because there is one who came into time and space to invade it, to conquer death, to redeem our time. Hallelujah. Not just to redeem you and save you from sin, but not only to save you from sin, from there on, the rest of your days can be redeemed for Jesus Christ. He can make every minute, every hour of value now. No longer counting death, but counting life. Moving to inhabit not every hour, not every minute, but every second of your existence, Christ invades. Some of us are focused on death so much that we're not allowing the life of Christ to redeem us from its power. And so Christmas is a time when we celebrate Jesus coming to redeem mankind. Redeem time and life. Let's look at Jesus. He's marvelous to wonder at. It says in John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word. So before the beginning of our time, man's history, Jesus was. Remember, from everlasting to everlasting. The Word eternal. Jesus is the Word eternal. And we know that Word put on flesh and dwelt among us. Came into time. But He who was outside of time came into time. So He's preexistent. He is and always will be. I love this verse in John 8, 58. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and talking about Abraham as if he knew him. And they say, you're not even 50 years old. What are you talking about? And Jesus said, before Abraham was, or in the Greek, it's before Abraham came into being, I am. Ooh, I like that. Before Abraham came into existence, I am. He doesn't say I was. See, he's speaking in the realm of his nature. I am. So he's in time, but yet he is the fullness of all of it. Before Abraham even was. I am. 
Now, you might say, well, that's just a phrase he used. Oh, no, 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 no. He purposely used this because if you read the very next verse, it says, they knew what he was saying. When he used the name of God to declare his ageless time and being, it says they picked up stones to kill him for blasphemy. See, they understood what he was getting at. And he goes on and says uh, in Isaiah 9, 6, a child shall be given and a son is born and the government shall be upon his shoulders. All authority shall be upon him. His name shall be wonderful. He'll be full of wonder and awe. He is the counselor. He is the one full of all wisdom of God. He is what the everlasting Father, mighty God, Prince of Peace, Now, some have used this term, everlasting Father, as a proof text to say, see, Jesus and the Father are exactly the same, that the Father became Jesus. It's just a mode change. That's not true. We know that there is only one God, but we recognize three persons within the one nature. And Christ, by saying everlasting Father, if you look properly in the Hebrew, it's the word ab-ad, which means the Father of eternity. Jesus is the one who gives eternal life and sustains life. So He is the Father of eternity. That's why Jesus came into human time to give us God's time. Into human restrictions to give us God's promises without restriction. And so the eternal Son came into life to make us eternal sons with Him in the Father. It's awesome. Mark 13, 31, Jesus says this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but My words will never pass away. Do you understand the weight by which He's speaking right now? When He says My words will not pass away, He means that a promise will never be broken by God. In fact, the words He's saying are equal to God the Father. But in fact, He says, the very words I speak are not Mine, they are the Father's. These are eternal words established in heaven for eternity. Everything Jesus said, every promise given will stand sure. I like what Peter says in 2 Peter. He says, A day unto the Lord is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is as a day. When you put that verse in context, what he's saying, he's talking about the promise of Christ's return. And he says that there are scoffers who say he's not going to return. Or he's slow in his returning. And Peter says, well, look, at a day to the Lord is is like a thousand years, or a thousand years is like a day. He's not talking about the, the time ratio. What he's talking about is if God made a promise a thousand years ago or if God made a promise yesterday, it'll stay the same. That's what he's saying. You can count on his promise. Look it, it's been 2,000 years since Jesus said, I will return. And it's as good as it was if he said it yesterday. You can count on God. My words are going to remain. That's important for you and I, brothers and sisters, for you to get in your spirit that the promise He made to anybody in the Gospels that's in this New Testament, it's my promise too. And it's as good as if He said it from the cross or at the point of His resurrection. It's as good now with the same unction and power as it was that day. It will not fade in its power or glory. Praise God. 
says in Hebrews 9 that Jesus gave an eternal sacrifice, that the eternal Spirit sprinkled the blood of Jesus on the very throne and altar in heaven. Eternal. You see, Jesus came into man's time and temporal condition having blood that was eternal, redeeming this temporal into an eternal life. That's awesome. Matthew 28, and he says this, and I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. I was looking up that word always. I am with you always. It means basically all the days. I will be with you all the days. And, and isn't it interesting when he says, I'll be with you all the days, that in the very beginning it said he gave us the sun and the moon those days for what? Sacred times and marking things. And he said, no matter how you divide your life and how many days you have, I will fill every one of them. I will be with you all the days. All the time. When he makes reference to days, what's he making reference to? Time. Our time. Because that's how we think. That's how we move. You're you're considering when this service is going to be over. And what are you going to do this afternoon? And getting back here. We think everything in time. and, and, And we operate that way, don't we? We have to. Because uh, we're led by time. God would say, I'm going to be in every one of those minutes and I'm going to be in every one of those seconds. And instead of letting the clock tell you where to go and letting the watch tell you when the time's up, let me fill up every hour and every moment. Don't be finished till my Spirit releases you from that person you're talking to or what job you're trying to complete. Let me be in every day, moment, and hour. Don't let the clock rule you. Let Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus came and brought eternity into time. Eternal into the temporal. Imagine that. Now, can you imagine the eternal is uncontained and bringing that eternal realm into a container of human flesh? That's kind of hard to comprehend, isn't it? But that's in fact what Jesus did and now what Christ has done for us. Because our sins are cleansed, He put His eternal Spirit within each one of us. And now in a temporal body, we have eternal spirits. And isn't it interesting that we allow our temporal body to dictate that eternal Spirit? That's why when you come to Christian disciplines like fasting and prayer, don't let your body tell you what to do spiritually. Don't let the temporal tell your eternal person what to do. We give more power to our flesh than the eternal spirit within us. And how powerful the spirit should be over our flesh. Amen? This is exemplified in the fact that uh, the eternal spirit's in our bodies. In fact... That brings us to two points. We must renew ourselves. It says in 2 Corinthians 4.16, Therefore do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came to deliver us from sin, give us eternal life, and now that eternal life is to fill our life. So we're in a container that's wasting away day by day. Right? Hmm? Getting gray. 
wrinkly. It's all the things that come with it. Right? We're wasting away. Death rides over this physical life, but inwardly, what's he saying? You're being renewed day by day. Day by day, you are getting closer to being released from this thing into eternal life. We have got to change our perspective. We have so got to change our perspective. We are so living towards death instead of living towards life. It's really a shame when you consider it. We count our days how long we have till we die. We mourn and weep over death when in reality God's counting the days till you birth into eternal life that He planned for you. We need to rejoice over the wisdom we're gathering so that we can share it with others because I won't be here that much longer. I got an appointment with eternal life. And I can't wait. See, that's, the, that's what he brought us. We're being renewed day by day. Look at this. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. All the trouble. He said, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Get encouraged. Though you physically are feeling this stress and pain, inside your spirit's being strengthened, being renewed. Eternal life is coming. And that's what He came to do. He came to show you eternal glory. So fix your eyes not on what is seen, the temporal or time, but on what is unseen, the eternal. Since what is unseen? Since what is seen is temporal, but unseen is eternal. So we must fix our eyes to the eternal. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to take us, redeem us, and show us the Father. Fix your eyes on the eternal. Live towards the eternal. Now, not only do we need to renew our minds, we need to redeem the times. Redeem the times. Look at Ephesians 5.16. Redeem the time. In other words, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Paul also says redeem the time in Colossians 4.5. Be wise in the way you act towards unbelievers, outsiders. Redeem the time. Make the most of every opportunity. There is an eternal spirit guiding you. Don't be caught by the, by the restraints of temporal things, of time. But move in the flow of the spirit. Redeem the time. God will sort everything else out. Give God your time first. I'm too busy. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. I'm too busy to do this and to do that. Do you know what that says to God? The temporal is so much more important to me than the eternal. And yet, the temporal cannot compare to what outweighs it in the eternal. We've got our priorities messed up. Now let me show you something. We'll see if this works. I I, want to try to make this clear to you by showing you that though you are temporal in the physical being that you are, there is an eternal life that's being renewed in you day by day. So we know that even before time began, there was the eternal realm of God, correct? And then in that eternal realm, time was established, and God is in time and He's out of time. He's all in all. But we're stuck in time. And what happened is death came and every moment, consider this a second of your life. 
And within that second, the power of death is a force upon your body and being that we are all under. But because you're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, because he came to earth, died for our sins, rose from the dead to give us life eternal, putting his spirit and nature in us, there is a force in every second that is renewed in you that is the life of God. So though temporally in your body you're under the weight of death, spiritually in you you are under the weight of life. And that glory outshines it. And so in the mix of those two things within every second, you can redeem them by life. You can redeem that moment by not giving over to death, but giving over to life. And in every second, this opportunity presents itself so that life will abound and overwhelm death in your life. Every second should be redeemed for the Lord Jesus Christ. Seconds don't go by too quick. I'm going to put Jesus in every one of those. I'm going to let life flow in every one of those seconds. There's 60 of them in a minute. How much glory can I fill in in a minute? How many minutes can I give to God? How many minutes can I give to God? How many hours? And how many hours in a day? And how many days are going to be filled with life and glory? That's how I want to think. I want to be consumed with the presence of the eternal. The presence of the eternal will outweigh this death. Though outwardly I'm perishing day by day, I'm being renewed. And that renewal gives me life. And so, where sin abounds, what happens? Grace much more abounds in every second of my life. If we can grab hold of this, if we could grab hold of the sense that the Spirit of God is within me and the Spirit of life is in me, that it meets me in every second. That's the power of the prophetic. That's the power of God saying, I am. I have a need, God. I am. Your promise says this, I am. My promise is as good now as it was before. Fill every second with the presence of God. Redeem the time for the days are evil. Paul's saying these are the days that you better claim every second for Jesus. These are the days. How many of you know that within a matter of seconds, life and death can come? A choice can be made within seconds. We must redeem the time. I'm no longer considering this going to be a better year. My life has been transformed. I'm considering this is going to be a better second. And the next one. And the next one. I'm going to be so filled with God's Spirit and the presence of His eternal presence. I, I'm just... This next second's going to even be better than the last. Someone comes in and bothers me. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I ain't going there. This next second just got me past that one. Hallelujah. I'm redeeming every second. Manage the time for Jesus Christ. Imagine that. How much time we waste lingering on what someone said, what someone did, the weight of sin against us. That happened the last second. This second belongs to Jesus. Are you with me on that? Amen. Now listen to this. In 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 6.17, it says this. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly 
life. What he's saying is, if you would give yourself to the work of the kingdom, doing good, doing good, doing good, you're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he's ordained for you to do. Now that you're saved, the good works don't save you, but now that you're saved by that faith and grace, now redeem every moment for the Lord. And in redeeming, now catch this, you've got to get this, every second you redeem is stored in heaven as a treasure. You see what I mean? I, I don't want an event I don't want to store up an event. I did good last week. One day I did this one good thing. Hallelujah, that's great. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm done with that. I'm after every second now. Seriously, I I have a whole new time frame. This next second, I'm laying it up in store for Jesus. I am laying it up as a foundation. I'm starting to live eternal life now. That's what he's saying. He's saying every second counts for eternity. If you'd live this second, wait, now live this second... Live this second in mind of Christ. Are you here? You with me in this second? And bring it all up, all up into the presence. Eternal life stored now. He said, in this way, you see, in this way, you will take hold of the life that is truly life. So in this second, I'm living eternal life. I'm taking hold. I'm redeeming the second time has. The clock's ticking, but I'm redeeming it for eternal value. So I'm taking hold of life that's really life. That's what Jesus came to do. He said, I have come to give you what? Life and life more abundantly. So that every second has a rich value of God's presence that you are going to redeem for eternity. Wow. It's just going to be an offering unto God. And you're taking hold, prophetically taking hold of the life that is life. Jesus came. It's time for Jesus. Jesus came so that he could invade every second of your life. 